Hi everyone, I'm Maggie. I'm Alex. And this is Socially Coarse. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. So, today we want to be discussing the Star Wars Anthology. Which is the fancy name that Disney and Lucasfilm have given to all of the standalone Star Wars films. They're going to do like Rogue One and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're to be known as anthology films. So, mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's good to give it a an overarching name yeah rather than just saying star wars standalone films and then you have to explain what they are like mm-hmm. you know like rogue one and solo yeah, yeah. but anyway <laughs> so we want to today we wanted to talk about what we would like to see from this yeah. entire series of films like what what about the star wars universe do we want explained more what do we want to be seen yeah no, basically, um, we're, we're going to try and keep it positive because we've been fairly vocal about our opinions about like um, the new trilogy they're doing, um, and we've explained in the past that we don't not like it out of like principle or something like that. We yeah. always approach these things with an open mind. Um, so we're going to try and do the same thing with the anthology films. We're going to approach them with an open mind. Obviously. The only one to have been released so far is Rogue One. Which we um, love. Which we absolutely loved. In mm-hmm. retrospect, looking back, I can see how it's not perfect. It's not, not fantastic. No. It's a good film, and it's a good Star Wars standalone film, but I think with regards to like character development and backstories, mm-hmm. they could have done just a little bit more. Uh, but I like how it showed a different side of the Rebellion, where at the end of the day, these were rebels. You know, They mm-hmm. had to be quite ruthless about certain tactics and things mm. like that and it's you know if you find this guy kill him i know mm-hmm. we're supposed to bring him in but kill him because he's mm-hmm. a threat um anyway um it's been long enough we're kind of out of spoiler territory now for rogue one I so if you so. haven't seen it by now sauce um this isn't like a review of it or anything so no. don't worry too much about it but if it does slip out then you know sorry spoiler alert um but we really enjoyed rogue one we thought mm-hmm. it went really well it started really nicely and it tied itself up really nicely oh, uh, and just, it led perfectly uh, onto the fourth film i don't know there's something so satisfying about that like you know like those like most satisfying videos where mm. like they peel something off and it peels off perfect it's like that kind of feeling where it just led so perfectly to new hope and literally it falls was just on. so perfect it took a little <sighs> bit away from the start of a new hope <laughs> like that, that is one of the the arguments that has come up really? quite a lot about it well it's when you know darth vader's ship catches up to them and yeah. they board it princess yeah. leia's like oh we're on a diplomatic mission how dare you and there's all the memes going around where darth vader's like i i, I just i just watched you <laughs> run well, away from this planet that the rebels were attacking isn't, like, isn't the other argument that um Leia was actually was actually on a mission that was diplomatic in nature. Like she wasn't actually going to Scarif. She was just well, yeah, passing that's, by that's the cover and they, they sent used. the yeah, basically. they sent the plans to her because she was the closest ship that was still alive. No, because if you look in Rogue One, her ship is actually in the battle. I think her ship launches from one of the larger like Moncal ships. Okay. I think. We'll have I'll to be, rewatch it. I'll but. be honest. I never actually thought at the start of A New Hope that she was on a diplomatic mission. Well, obviously I no always, one did, but... I always thought that she was just being very the main, sassy. The main argument was was that it took away any semblance of, like, potential you know, of the excuse, basically. Yeah. At the start of A New Hope, the first time it ever came out, 
obviously people were like, oh, she was on a diplomat mission. What's this? You know, dickhead doing boarding a ship and killing all the troops and stuff. Um, but obviously the, the <laughs> Rogue One took away from the, you know, the legitimacy mm. of that. I mean, it's fine. It's a very nitpicky thing. Like, yeah. I genuinely don't care. I think it just makes it funnier, to be honest. Yeah, I think it makes <laughs> like it so much Like you say, it makes her sound really sassy and stuff. When, like, Darth Vader catches her, she's like, we're on a diplomatic mission, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, like, sassing a Sith Lord. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Which, to be fair, makes Princess Leia that much more badass. Well, yeah, I always she was always a great character, to be fair. <laughs> so, so strong and independent, sassy. Yeah. And then apparently she's Superman in the list. Anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> We had to talk, you know, when she used the to oh. pull her. Yeah, <clears throat> no spoilers just yet. We're verging on the end of spoiler territory for that, so we will revisit Last Jedi. the Last Jedi at some point. Anyway, we're here to talk about the anthology yeah. films, and we're going to keep it quite positive. We're mm-hmm. just going to talk about the things that we'd like to see, mm-hmm. um, and, and go over some of the things that have been half announced, kind of half rumored, yeah. the, like the most likely things they're probably going to cover. Yeah, and also. Like, spoiler, Alex will talk a lot more because Alex has played all the games, has watched all the Star Wars Rebels series and animated series and all of that. Love, like, so, I, the it's... Clone Wars. And actually, I've I've watched part of the Clone Wars and I totally, like, get it because it is it's really great. interesting and it really describes a part of it the Star Wars in, universe. Yeah, it fills in the gap between, like, episodes two and three. I know. Perfectly. So... You know, Alex will have a lot more insight in terms of that wider universe, and I'll probably just chip in whenever I can. No, no, because we're going to be talking about things that. Okay, so these so, are the four. Yeah. These are the four films that have been like rumored. Three, rather, that have been rumored to be mm-hmm. coming out. So we've got the Kenobi standalone film, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're also talking about doing a Boba Fett standalone mm-hmm. film and a Yoda standalone film. So. Those are characters and films that you could talk about. Mm-hmm. I can talk about what I think a lot of people would like to see from the extended universe. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I would love to see a standalone film, or I would actually love to see a trilogy mm-hmm. uh, centered around a character called Admiral Thrawn during the Galactic Civil War. So this is when the Emperor died, and before the First Order kind of mm-hmm. rose out of the ashes, um, the Empire basically had a massive civil war across the whole galaxy. I'd love to see a trilogy about that. It'd be great. Just something not said, just a, a trilogy not centered on the Force and all that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. and the Skywalker family and things like that. Um, I'd just love to see something a bit different. Yeah. That's all. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so the first one they announced was the Kenobi. Mm-hmm. The Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone film. Well, obviously, sorry, we have Solo coming out this year. Yes, sorry, that was the... I knew that was four, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have Solo, which is the Han Solo standalone film. Which should be really interesting if they do it right. A Solo Star Wars standalone film called Solo about a character called Han Solo. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't know how I feel about that. I hope they do it really. This this I is the only thing. Right. We're trying to be positive and keep an open mind about it. Hmm. And obviously everyone knows Han Solo. He's a very famous part of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And it's not Harrison Ford, so immediately Well <laughs> It's like Obviously Could anyone else ever play him? Yeah, the I think I've seen who they've chosen. I've forgotten his name and cool. I've actually kind of forgotten his face as well. Research, but I guys. remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at the announcement and thinking, nope. Really? Nope. Yeah. It just... You know, the the beauty about the way that Harrison Ford played Han Solo was that 
he was charming. He was reckless, but at the same time, his recklessness always seemed to come from an informed opinion. Like, you never thought that he was just dumb and just flying for no reason. Like, I always felt from Harrison Ford that he just was very intelligent but just was very cocky yeah you got that like i know what you mean he was the he was the confident rogue that was his whole thing and he was he was the the rogue with a heart of gold yes that's the case you know he was always after the money but he couldn't stop helping the rebellion because he knew it was a good cause yeah like that um so this guy is alden ehrenreich alden Mm. ehrenreich i have not seen him in anything i don't think me personally he's been in quite a few things well, I say quite. He hasn't been in that many things, to be honest. No. Uh, anyway, Alden so, Ehrenreich is the one I they've just, chosen to play him. He doesn't I, look that... I, I think what I think from his face is that he's going to go overboard with the cocky part of mm. Han Solo and the reckless part. Yeah. Rather than keeping in mind that Han Solo does things. He and, looks like he'll play a bit of a dick as yes. opposed to play like a, a charming role yeah. he just looks like he's gonna straight up be a dick Ugh. um if you look at the synopsis from imdb for the so it's called solo a star wars story um and it's han solo and chewbacca's adventures before joining the rebellion including their early encounters with lando calrissian for me that's not enough no that i would rather have seen him as he was an imperial officer mm-hmm. coming off that yeah. How did he meet Chewbacca? Where yeah. did he get the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Obviously, this is going to go into how he met Lando Calrissian, which is great. That's always something I've wanted to know I know, about. but it would have been so much better to know how he met Chewbacca. Exactly, that's the he... thing. If it's just going to start with him and Chewie and the Millennium Falcon, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Because a lot of his... That's re- going to be like, what, 90 minutes of him and Chewie and the Millennium Falcon. It's they, It seems like they've played it too safe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I I didn't actually know the full backstory for um, Han Solo, and you told me that like he used to be. I'm pretty an sure Imperial he used to officer. be an Imperial officer, um, which would make sense because he seemed like the kind of character who got disenchanted with a an organization, and basically the reason that he keeps going back to helping the rebellion is because he was there, and he kind of I don't know it it would make sense with that kind of backstory that mm. that's why he always goes back to helping people and helping to fight the empire yeah but yeah. if you I just think that's what, I, I think that's what it was i did get just, that from a video game so yeah if you just me. if you just meet him as like his cocky self you just you don't understand why he is the way he is that's that's what you want to know you want to know how his personality developed to what it was at that point because he was such a complex character in exactly the sense of I'm trying to talk while Alex is reading something. Sorry, I'm, and going to, I'm, from reading, like, I'm reading up about Han Solo, but huh? there's this one line that's completely thrown me off. But go on, I'll get to it later. Go but on. yeah, so so the reason Han Solo was such a good character was because he had so much complexity Absolutely. around that, you know, he was a smuggler, but he also always had a good cause. He was, he was very intelligent. He very nice. Yeah, like he was very intelligent, but he was also very cocky. It was kind of like... He's kind of the way that they've, like, part of his personality, I feel like they've made Poe Dameron be the next one of him. Basically, with, yeah. With The Last Jedi, they've kind of set him up, but they didn't take that depth of character that Han Solo had in terms of that, I don't know, they just 
with Poe Dameron, they just went with, he wants to be in charge and he's very sure of himself. Yeah. Whereas Han Solo actually never, if you think about it back in the films, he never tried to take over the rebellion. That wasn't his thing. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be his own man with Chewie. Um, and he wanted to help out as much as he could and he always came back. But he never tried to tell them what to do really he would step in when he thought it was needed and that was the beauty of Han Solo was that he knew his limits and he knew where he wanted to be as part of the rebellion whereas I feel like Poe Dameron is very confused about where he wants to be which pisses me off okay it looks like I was wrong about Han Solo being uh, an imperial officer I'll give you I found this on uh, Wikipedia oh yes which is a fantastic source of information for like the Star Wars Mm-hmm. everything about it, uh, characters' origins and things like that. So um, I'll give you a quick rundown. So Han Solo was born on Corellia. Um, this was when the Galactic Republic was going steadily downhill um, and he turned to a life of crime. Um, it's quite vague. It just says at some point he acquired a starship and became an exceptional pilot. Um, he began his career in illegal smuggling. Uh, Solo eventually met the Wookiee Chewbacca, whom he saved from imprisonment. Chewbacca, grateful for Solo's intervention, proclaimed a life debt to the smuggler. That sounds like an That's excellent so cool. story. How did that happen? Where did he free him yeah. from? Why was Chewie there in the first place? Like, I know, as part of the extended universe, again, the Empire, <coughs> excuse me, the Galactic Empire enslaved Wookiees yeah. to help them to build ships. I think it was to, to build the Death Star, actually. Um, so, you know, did he spring Chewbacca from like an Imperial prison camp and why because mm. that doesn't seem very smugglerish. No. that's a bit too high profile do you know and what I mean also that would actually fit that history of Wookiees would actually fit because remember um how Ewoks were actually meant to be Wookiees but kind then of, they yeah. didn't have yeah, the yeah. budget so they made them Ewoks yeah it's, which is a weird thing to say. It's like, just because they're bigger, they didn't have the budget. But that would make more sense because obviously Wookiees would have been the size, so that's why they would have been on their planet. Yeah. That would make so much more sense in the storyline. Um, but obviously we never got that because they chose Ewoks instead, which was just a random race that they randomly just decided to And then we plan. never heard from ever Yeah. Again. <laughs> so it would have made more sense if, they had, if it had been a Wookiee planet because if they had enslaved them, then it would make sense that that's where yeah. they would build their base. So then, anyway, Sorry. after... He rescued Chewbacca. Chewie became Solo's first mate aboard his ship, and then they became lifelong friends, blah, blah, blah. Then, again, it just says, at some point, they met Lando Calrissian. They gambled with him, and um, he won the Millennium Falcon, the Millennium Falcon right? from... So that's why Lando Calrissian's like, how are you taking care of my ship? And uh-huh. Solo's like, I think you've heard it's my ship. So that's that whole thing. He won the yeah. Millennium Falcon from I Lando. I did think that was the case. I did, yeah, it, yeah. That's the only thing that kind of explains it, really. But it's that's another thing that bugs me about the new trilogy. The minor detail: how did he lose the Millennium Falcon? I know he said he lost yeah. it in like a gambling debt or something like that, but he Han Solo have wouldn't have done that. The Millennium Falcon is his most prized possession. Yeah. He wouldn't have gambled with it unless he knew he was going to win. Yeah. But anyway, that's a that's a minor detail, and then but it goes on to. Right. Um, how they got involved with the rebellion and things like that. So apologies for that. Han Solo was not an, an Imperial officer. I know that kind of makes me sad too. <laughs> but oh well. Oh well, we'll have to start over again. Um, so, so it could be really interesting. They could make it really good, but we'll just have to wait and see what they do with it, I guess. Mm. But then if we take... Because recently there has been 
uh, trailer that has surfaced, which we just watched, and it's definitely fan-made about the yeah. Kenobi story. And there is actually a surprising amount of divisiveness about um, Ewan McGregor. So we both agree that we actually like him as Obi-Wan. He was great. Um, he was a great Obi-Wan. Yeah. So I don't know whether people just don't like him because he was in the new trilogy and that just automatically means anything that was in the new trilogy was bad. Well, in the, Oh, like, like 1, sorry. 2, 3. Oh, yeah, I forgot that we have a new, new trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah he in was one, in two, 1, 2, 3. Yeah. I think oh, a lot of people yeah. dismiss a lot of characters from those three, trilogy, th- those three films because, you know, they just hate them. But to be fair... Now, sorry, brilliant idea. Can you imagine Liam Neeson coming back to play Qui Gon Jinn <gasps> in like a Qui Gon origin yes! story? Yes, I can imagine that tying in with the Kenobi film. Oh, to be honest, if we can't. have if the Kenobi film's about his early life, it's how did he meet Qui Gon Jinn? Because oh, be I don't know so if you good. guys know this, Qui Gon Jinn isn't technically considered a Jedi. He's more of a, a Grey Knight who are completely neutral. Oh. They just focus on the force as a uh, the balance of the force as opposed to trying to destroy good or trying to destroy oh, evil. That'd be so good. How cool would that be? That'd be so cool. Just a little cameo at the end where Liam Neeson's oh. like I will take him as my padawan. And oh god, that'd be so cool. Oh. Sorry, carry on. But yeah, it would be either that or it would be the between 3 and 4. Yeah, where, so what him, he was him doing on Tatooine. Looking over Luke on Tatooine, yeah. yeah. Which a lot of people seem to be suggesting that story arc. And this fan-made trailer that came out did have Yoda kind of talking about... I can see it being a little bit bland. Unless there were threats that came to Luke that unless, Obi-Wan or, Kenobi just never told him about. Unless it was kind of like Yoda's Dagobah where he was trying to find something. Mm. Like he did go there for... A, well, I think he went to hide mainly. He went to look he after went there Luke. For, yeah, but I think he went there for a purpose a little bit. But sorry, you're talking about Yoda and Dagobah. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went there because it was a very strong place with the Force. Yeah, so and I'm wondering he, whether... he went into hiding, obviously. Yeah, so I'm wondering whether Obi-Wan might have done the same thing with Tatooine as well. But yeah, so you could go one of those two ways. I don't think there's any other way that you could go, really. Yeah. Um, the... So it's either everything before episode one or everything between three and four. Yeah, so it's basically going to be him growing up and becoming a Padawan and becoming a knight, or it's going to be him watching over Luke on Tatooine. Mm. Which I think they're going to go with the Luke story. Uh, uh, that's a shame because I would much prefer mm. an origin story for him. Yeah. And like I say, a little cameo from Liam Neeson at the end oh. would just be like beautiful. Oh. <laughs> I'd love just to see Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson come back. I wouldn't he, even he mind if he was half the film. Just he came Liam back Neeson. in um, the Clone Wars series, actually, oh. as a ghost to speak to oh. um, Kenobi when he was... It's part of a story arc, but he came, and it was actually Liam Neeson doing the voice, but it was great. <laughs> I like I fanboyed out so hard. Like, he appeared as a ghost. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then Liam Neeson started talking. I was like, oh, God! <laughs> so great. But I think if if we were able to bring Qui-Gon Jinn, and if, if we could, were able to bring like the Grey Knights and stuff like that and explain that part well, of it, again, that would be yeah, really that's, cool. That's another part of the, that's never been explained, like yeah. the Grey Knights. There's not just... Light and dark side. There is the grey knight side as well, who are after balance, mm-hmm. as opposed, like say, you know, they just want to balance the universe, which makes sense because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why Qui Gon took such a vested interest in Anakin, Anakin mm-hmm. because, quote unquote, chosen one, quote unquote, balance of the force. So that's what led a lot of people mm. to believe that Qui Gon Jinn was actually a grey knight as opposed to a Jedi knight. Um, so anyway, side point. Um, 
so yeah, those are the two avenues the Kenobi film could take. Yeah. Uh, we know which avenue now that the Han Solo film's going to take. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit weak. I think it's a bit. Mm. Um, they're gonna they're gonna artificially add in storylines, which I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No. I, don't, I don't like it when they just bring stuff out of nowhere, stick it in, and then take it away again. It's like what what is mm-hmm. what was mm-hmm. that? Who's this? Guy? What? Um. So yeah. Anyway. Um, another one that they've talked about, haven't given any official yes or no, which makes me think it's probably going to be yes. It's mm-hmm. a, or the, you know they're keeping their um, options, options open. open. Yeah, uh, it was a Boba Fett, which everybody film. would love. Everyone would love that. Because assassin with no voice, <laughs> basically, like no, he sa- he says like one line. Or yeah, something. but like, <laughs> he's like. I just, I actually don't understand where this massive obsession with the Boba Fett has come from. Like, he literally just, like, was in it, I in the it. films he's... for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, like... he's a badass character, and then he, he gets killed off in the most ridiculous way. Han yeah. Solo, when he's blind, accidentally knocks him off the side of a, a floating ship, and he gets eaten by the Sarlacc. That's the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. Well, I just don't <laughs> like understand why people fixate on him so much as being a cool character when really all we see of him is like 10 minutes strewn over like four films. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I just mean, don't he get is, it. It's because people like that kind of character. Silent, deadly, really intense, but never really does anything. But we don't see him assassinate I know, I know. anybody. That's the thing. That's we a- don't see him do anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I would understand if he was like this character that like, fades in and out of the story and always does something major and then goes back out and comes back and does something. But he literally doesn't... I just don't... Well, there's there's a, an unconfirmed theory that Boba Fett was the one that killed Luke's aunt and uncle on Tatooine. Well, still... But like, yeah, that's never confirmed just, or anything. You never just, see him there and things to like me, that. Yeah, to me, I, I just don't understand where this like massive obsession with Boba Fett has come from. You could say it might be Disney reaching a little bit. Where they've watched the films and they're like, ah, oh, this guy's quite cool. Why don't no, we do a film I about think, him? I think what I would say is that it's Disney listening to the audience of Star Wars and Maybe, seeing yeah. that Boba Fett is a cult character he for is, some reason. So, so they're like, let's exploit that. But that's the thing. The more you, if if someone says like, oh, what do you think of Boba Fett? You're like, oh, he's such a cool character. But then if they say, why? You're just like, that's what I would say. Wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, you you think about it you're like, oh god, he does nothing. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> he does nothing. I would much prefer to see a Django Fett thing. Mm. Because he was a Mandalorian Death Watch warrior, right? Right. That's a different thing altogether that I would love to see a standalone film on. The Mandalore Death Watch, right? I'll get into that later. There's no time. Um, <laughs> Some other time. It comes from the Clone Wars. They have a lightsaber? Well, actually, they have something called a dark saber. Okay. It's so cool. Anyway, <laughs> Darth Maul gets it. It's a long story. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Darth Maul got cut in half. He comes back, and of he's got he a does. little brother, and they both become badasses. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, what was I talking about? Yes, Jack. Oh, <laughs> I bet there's going to be Darth Maul film. Sorry. So how he became a bounty hunter, and then all of a sudden he gets a, a, approached to be the template for an attire for billions of, of clone soldiers yeah. it's like how does that who fa- how, <laughs> like and so the thing we'll most likely be seeing from boba fett is him i know because he was involved with jabba the hut quite a lot mm. but he was involved with the, the empire but that's because he was a bounty hunter mm. if you needed something doing you would hire a bounty hunter to get it done like um no morals mm, no basically 
No. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what you could do around that. Yoda, however. Mm. Yeah, so another one they've talked about possibly doing. Brilliant. Yoda do it. Film. Please do it. Please tell us where he came from. Why, well, that's who the thing. Again, similar to the Kenobi one, there's only kind of two real archers you could go for, which is his origin or his time on Dagobah. Yeah. I'd love to see the origin. We were talking about this just before, where we'd like to see, you know, the reason for why there's no more of his race, why he's as powerful as he is as a Jedi. Yeah, because he's like, considered, like, the most powerful yeah. Jedi master. Yeah. Like, why? Probably just because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's just because he's lived long enough to just kind of just be perfect at it. But well, he was nearly 900 years old when he yeah, died, so yeah. I mean, yeah, he's lived through everything. But I'd like to see... Well, I mean, we were talking about this, and I did say that the easy story arc that they could do with regards to his race is just to basically be like he was the chosen one to go train with the Jedis, and while he was training, his entire race got wiped out by someone. Well, that's the thing. We don't even know what species it is. It's it's nowhere. We we literally... The species that he's referred to as is Yoda's species, because we have no idea what he is, where he came from, anything like that, which... The more I think about it, I think it would be a poor idea because Mm. they basically have to establish something from the ground up. I don't think they've got the energy to do that for the sake of one film. Surely George Lucas has an idea in his head. Well, if he has, he hasn't released it to anyone. Well, yeah, but maybe he's keeping it close to his chest as a kind of big reveal. I don't know. I feel like it could be really good. Um, It would give somebody who was good a very big artistic freedom. And as long as they chose the right person, I think it could be really interesting. But who knows what they could do. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, Actually, apparently Yoda, I completely forgot about this, that Yoda said Obi-Wan Kenobi shouldn't train Anakin. Oh, yeah. But the rest of the council were like, yeah, just give it to him. I remember that. Considering Yoda was the Grand Master. So he was, you know, he was top brass. He was the big dog, ironically. So, but I don't think they've got the energy to do a proper origin story for him. Mm. Uh, Maybe they, but then again, maybe they don't have to. You know, maybe Yoda comes to the Republic. Maybe another Jedi finds him and brings him to the council. Um, I think if they did the story on Dagobah, there's nothing they could do because there's literally no one else on that planet. Could I have an idea? You don't have to ask. I know, damn, woman. Weird. I didn't mean it to sound that bad. No. <laughs> no. Since you had to live for 900 years, mm. what if he actually set up the Jedi? That's true. They, what well, if he, he is? But he didn't. <laughs> There is an origin story for the whole Jedi Council, but I get what you mean. Damn it. He lived 900 years. That's a massive scope for a story. Yeah. That they could cover, like, the early Jedi. Once they started building lightsabers and stopped using... Yes, Alex? Are you having trouble remembering? I see that... Viral you're... blades. Ha! Eat a dick. Vir- hey! <laughs> I thought we were trying to make this family friendly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they use viral bla- vibro blades at the start, which were basically full-length uh, swords, um, but with like kind of the laser around them. And then they discovered how to make lightsabers with the crystals. And See, the that would be cool. Like if basically they turned the Yoda film, it's like an origin of the Jedi mm. as we know them kind of film. But then again, that could just be another... That could just as easy be another standalone film. I know, but, but if I'd you like have to a character to focus it on... It integrated in it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. 
Because, yeah, very little is known about Yoda. So I think if they did a full-on origin story for him, it wouldn't work because mm. there's too much to cover. Mm. And after all this time, if they came out and said, oh, he's from this planet, this is what a species is called, it's like too easy a resolution yeah. for like one of the most mysterious Mm. backstories of a a character that there is Mm. there really um yeah yeah cool yeah but yeah um so yeah those are the including the solo film there's four altogether there um Mm -hmm. uh we did want to go over kind of some of the things we wanted to see but mm. that's going to have to wait for another episode yeah. <laughs> uh, just really that's how long we've been going for um, so we might do another episode on what we'd like mm. to to see um, Disney try and cover mm-hmm. um, like I say I'd, I'd love to see something with the, the Imperial Civil War and things like that but we can yeah. we'll get to that uh, in another episode anyway and obviously we'd love I'd love to see what happened between um, episode 6 and episode 7 exactly that's another thing that I would love to see them cover why did the rebel line suddenly become a oh, whiny you... little bitch and then... or is that what that is when you said the imperial civil war that's no no one? that's between no. Um, 3 and 4 uh, no it's not sorry 2 and 3 two, no no yeah. no 5 and 6 it is that sorry so between six, six and seven. Six and seven, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yes, thinking. Yes, yeah, that is what happens between six yeah. and seven. Because it's the downfall of the yeah. um, empire. galactic and empire and then the, the, rising the uprising of the, of the, first, the first order. order. But yeah, that would be really interesting, I think, to but see like what Like I say, happened. into that, you could fold into what happened to the Rebel Alliance. They won this massive victory and then, what, did nothing? Yeah. Because the new trilogy has yet to cover that in yeah. any detail at all. And, what, and happened to their, what happened to their forces? They had a, you know, they yeah. had quite a large and, standing force. And the way that episode 8 was left they won't actually ever explain that no. in that trilogy anyway. exactly they're so, basically just cut off that bit yeah um so anyway we'll get to that in another episode because that's that's an entire thing by itself so, <laughs> um, so this is this was an episode on the rumored anthology films yeah. <laughs> and next time we'll do an episode on the what we'd anthology like films <laughs> we'd like to see yeah okay yeah okay and by that's then fine. i'll read up more on this star wars universe i will educate you <laughs> so anyway <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that wraps it up. So we'll go with the, the random useless fact for yep. the day. Um, so today's random useless fact is, if you ever have to fight a scorpion, mm-hmm. this is what you do. So apparently, if you place a tiny amount of liquor on a scorpion, it will instantly go mad and sting itself to death. Interesting. Yeah. So if you ever <laughs> Who tested worried, this? Who yeah, that's this the thing, out? like, oh, let's get a scorpion drunk. But then, like, there are a bunch of scientists that's like, oh, let's get a scorpion drunk and see what happens. They're all like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So they do it, and then it stings itself to death, and they're like, oh, oh. God, why did we do that? <laughs> Whose idea? God damn it, Dave. Dave. The boss comes down and sees the scorpion stinging itself to death, like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Nothing. And they're all a little bit drunk as well, yeah. like, oh, we're, we're um. oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's so, yeah, just that, that speaks volumes here. about alcohol and all that kind of yeah. stuff but anyway maggie hit us with some good news good news so the good news for today is that the honeybee population has increased by 27 percent and researchers have found an insecticide that doesn't kill bees Woo. so all those initiatives about saving the honeybee population yeah. have worked yeah so if you think that's not a, a great a good um, oh it's not like a great fact or anything it's great because there were genuine concerns that the honeybee population would go extinct 
and in the long term that would actually eventually lead to the end of the world yeah basically the you know in terms of the circle of life there are so many organisms that are fundamental to it and the honeybee population is one of them honeybees are so vital to just the continuation of a process of nature that you know this is amazing news and it just means that you know one less thing to worry about killing us. So just global warming, Trump, Trump. Um, <laughs> Brexit, Brexit, <laughs> Kim Jong Un, Putin. Just have to worry about that now. <laughs> Hooray! All the other million basically, things. Basically, that could kill we've, us. Uh, we've, you know, we've dampened the potential killing power of Mother Nature and have just risen like unnatural killing powers, such as Trump. Jesus Christ! Right. <laughs> Trying to end it on good news. Sorry, it's good news. <laughs> Not a Yay. warning. But if the insecticide that doesn't kill bees is widely spread, that also means that, you know, for the future that's secured. And that's yeah, something. Exactly. So and I'm guessing. Farmers can use it on their fields and things yeah, like that. And, not and have also, to worry about you know, it. yeah, and you don't have to worry about. Um, because a lot of the farmers now have been trying, I think, to find more biologically, like, safe ways to, mm-hmm. um, to keep their fields and. Not all of the, you know, that kind of stuff works as well. So yeah, if yeah. this can work as well and keep every all the crops, because we need all the crops we can get, people. We need all the crops we can get because we are overpopulated. We're barely keeping up with the supply. Basically, vegans are the only reason that I think Good we have news, enough Maggie. meat in the Good world. Good news. Uh, that's what I just Stop said. Stop telling people the world is going to end. But I just said that vegans are probably the one reason that we still have enough meat to feed everybody because they just don't eat this much. Don't don't enable vegans, Maggie. It's like enabling a crack addict. I mean, Stop it. look, look. You're not if helping vegans anyone. Don't want to eat meat. That's their choice. I understand. I understand the the point of you know if you love animals, you don't want to see them killed. But I kind of always take the point of well, but. If we have too many chickens in the world, what are we going to do with them? Just kill them for nothing. We've got a tad off topic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Honey population is growing. Yay! Yay! Okay, it's not dying so, anymore. so that wraps. Up. Social Christ. media. Eventually, that wraps. Find it up. us. So yeah, find us on Facebook and Twitter, please. Um, give us a like, send us a message. It'd be great to get. And in actually, touch. we recently found out that when we've been talking about subscribers, it's pointless because you can't actually subscribe. So please keep downloading our episodes, sharing them with your friends to download because... I mean, sharing is caring. Yeah. I mean, you can subscribe on a couple of platforms. Not all of them, but the subscribe... I mean, if you want to, that's great. You know, keep mm-hmm. up with the episodes. It depends which platform you're listening on. Mm-hmm. Some do let you subscribe, others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't worry about the subscriptions too much. It's all yeah. about the listener count. Um, so obviously, if you guys like us, social media, share us around. We'll grow the community. We'll be able to talk to you guys. It'll be super cool because... Sharing is caring. Exactly. Um, and also, but, it, leave us a review on iTunes, if you can. And make it a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, just, it just helps get us out there yeah. a little bit, that's all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that about wraps it up for today. So thank you all very much for tuning in and listening. We do appreciate it. And I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Calls. <laughs>